0: Now, Lady Muleo on SAFM.
1: Here on Intune, here on SAFM, and I'm joined now on the line by Mgabo Lamini, who is former Vitz University SRC president. Mgabo, good afternoon, and welcome to Intune.
2: Thank you very much uh, for having us, uh, yeah. my sister.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you, brother. Also on the line is Kamakalo Mangena, a so, a political or political social activist, um, a part time male feminist, a thought leader, and a youth activist, but also a student with the Taboombeki African Leadership Institute. Kamarlo, good afternoon.
0: Hello, Awesome Lady.
1: Yes, thank you for joining us. So we're asking the question whether free education is achievable, and everyone's asking that question. And I think What is lacking and what everyone really hasn't been able to hear from students is recommendations on how we actually execute free education. Um, and that's even before we, in fact, before that, we should be talking about how we sustain a no fee structure in 2017.
2: Well, uh, to, to 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 be honest with you, uh, I think that it is unfair for us as a country at this day and age to be still debating whether free education is feasible or not. Mm. Because the uh, documentation has been submitted and they are there sitting on with the DTI for, 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 for a long time now. Now, the, the, the submission is very clear that South Africa is ready for, uh, for, for free education. It's not ready now, it's been ready for free education. Because uh, the, the, uh, government is underfunding the, the, the higher education. It's not even a percentage. It's not even 1% the money that they give to higher education, uh, through the, uh, the GDP. Theirs now is to increase funding to do higher education and then when when we talk of uh, free education they will find the model on how which which model they want to, to follow. But in essence, government must fund a, a, a higher education.
1: Yeah, I want to unpack some of the models that you think are then available, um, before we, we, we talk about your plans, because we, we know that students have been saying they will hit the streets and protest again. But let's talk about these models that you talk about, let's, so that everyone who's listening is able to then maybe make sense of what it is you're proposing.
2: Well uh, look firstly government what they were supposed to do was to regulate the the monopoly of universities the degrees themselves and the fees that goes with the degrees. Because currently it's very difficult to to compare fees from Taflop and fees from Vets University for the same degree and same content. So that's where the problem began. They were supposed to regulate fees from the onset to say that a simple BA degree, if it's fifteen thousand, it's fifteen thousand across the board. Now, the model that we can provide for them probably will be to say there's free education at entry level, everyone who goes uh, first degree, it is for free. At the same time, when you look at how they are doing it in other countries like Lesotho, just right next to us, they... it's, it's, it's you go in for free, but when you return the money to government, you return, it, you return half of the money that government spent on you, and without interest. You know, that's another model, because people are not saying that they don't want to pay because the coffers must be able to to, 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 to sustain themselves. But the problem with NSFAS is that it's a money-making scheme. It's also subjecting our people to abject poverty because after graduation, you have to pay lump sum with interest. So that's the problem. Now, another thing is that.
1: But if that, then that, that government money that is paid back to NESFAS is paid back by graduates that have started employment and, in fact, have to hit a certain mark um, of an income that they're making before they, they, they're asked to pay that money back. Come again. The, the the point that you make about NSFS itself being a money-making scheme, I'm contesting because we all understand that once you have graduated, you're only asked by NSFS to pay that money back once you are employed. And in fact, there is a point when you are asked to pay back depending on how much money it is you're making per year.
2: uh, When we are saying you are contesting it, I don't know if uh, you have uh, started paying NSFAS if you benefited from it, to look at the interest that comes with NSFAS. The problem is the interest that you have to to return to government and then when are you going to finish paying that interest remember that some of our people are coming from poor background and then when you leave university probably you are studying in the city you still have to get a place to stay you still have to 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 find clothing and other things, other necessities. And then you also have to return a ridiculous uh, 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 interest uh, uh, of NSFAS. So in short, NSF is not a scholarship and is not a bazaar. It's a loan that comes with interest. That's the problem. That's where the problem begins. And then, in as much as we appreciate that it is there, it has assisted quite a number of our people to have access but it's not everyone who benefits from it. When the noise that we are making is that education, there must be access for all, not for individuals. And the issue is that uh, the noise that students are making is that education can't be privatized. Because what we are seeing in South Africa today is that the commodification of education, which can be accepted. Education, everyone must have a chance to have quality and free education. That's the point that we are making. Education is privatized and it can be allowed.
1: Okay, well, listen, you've mentioned one model and earlier on you said that there were various models that are available for us to look at. And I think what we should do is unpack those because... You know, we can talk about the protests are coming, how you guys are mobilising, why you guys are mobilizing, but let's talk about some of the solutions that you're putting on the table and I'll give Kamakhal an opportunity to do that as well when we come back from this. Lady Moleo on SAFM. You're still on in tune here on SAFM, and I'm in conversation with Mkebo Tlamini, uh, former Vits University SRC president, and Kamahalo Mangana, who is a youth activist and a student from the Tambambeki African Leadership Institute. Kamahalo, where do you sit in all of this? Because uh, you're a student with Timali. From what I understand, your fees are not exorbitantly high. So, where exactly are you in all of this?
3: Well, I have been um, a student in many various institutions, and I have to say uh, that I even had to change. Um, My tertiary education because I could not afford some of these fees. But um, I think I think there's actually a need to even look at the implications that free education has. As much as we may um, wish for free education, there's a need to actually look what differs in the economy and uh, the society at large. So, for instance, um. I think uh, free education can only be feasible if we fund academically performing and financially deserving students. To say that we should offer uh, the total amount free to the student would be missing the point because in other sense, uh, you look at countries like Ireland where you had students being funded freely by the government but struggle to even get jobs after um, a five-year or so because the demand is actually lower than what is being required by the economy and the market. So I think that's actually a need to look at the ramifications that need to to be made and to get our priorities right. What what we should consider then is to actually... Set what is important on the agenda, and that is funding higher education for financially deserving students who are academically performing. So what we should be doing then is to create uh, a model whereby we ensure that uh, the BIP uh, money that is being spent on government officials and a lot of money that is being spent, uh, wasteful expenditure that is being spent on this uh, departments, but if, uh, of course unused, and sometimes we tend to the treasury should be bandaged, uh, should be put into funding higher education. But free education can only be attainable if we get our priorities right, which I think at the moment we are not actually doing that right.
1: Yeah, look, I have an SMS here, and I, I need to I need to talk more about this this point that you're yeah. making about. Um, academically performing and financially deserving. That's what we've been doing for years. Yes, through bursaries and, and other forms of, of funding, but that is what exactly what we've been doing. Now, Umgabo, I'm wondering if this is, you know, deviating from what it is you are trying to achieve.
2: <laughs> well, uh, to be honest be I'm, I'm, I'm shocked because, uh, uh, look, Everyone who goes to university is a deserving person. It means you have met the standards. I don't know which other criteria my colleague uh, wants to apply here to still reduce black bodies from attaining a, a, a higher education. Now, we can't be diplomatic about this matter. Free education is imminent and government must implement free education to assist the country moving forward because you have other countries uh, 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 who have nothing they don't have minerals what they did was to invest in their education system and then now they are inventing things they became the brains of 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 the world Mm. so my argument here is that government must cut its expenditure on other things like your triple PE or your, or your PPPE, whatever it is, and fund education. Because if you are going to give me free education, there will be no need for you to build my mother a house. Because the day I graduate, I'll build my mother a house.
1: Because no, but now this is the now you're talking social services versus... B um, E, which is addressing transformation. So what you're suggesting now was we take money from one pool of transformation and move it to another pool. What, what is the purpose of that? I'm
2: saying, I'm, I'm saying to you, we must prioritize. Now, when we prioritize, when you pri- prioritize education, you are prioritizing the future of the country. If you frustrate young people, then you are destroying the country. Because now when we are sitting and we are thinking of South Africa in 20 years, we don't seem to have a plan. No one seems to know where will South Africa be in 20 years. I'm saying now to you, invest in education give our people free education and then, and not just free education but free and quality education. The issue that my colleague is talking about that uh, graduates, people graduate and they are unemployed is the problem of the degrees that universities still offer which is no longer producing for the market. Universities just produce degrees for the sake of producing because the curriculum must be decolonized. That's what we talk about. Because when you talk of Free education. We also talk of the quality and the decolonizing the curriculum itself to suit South Africa and what South Africa needs. Look, we can't just be studying things that talk about Europe and Asia, which has nothing to do with Soweto and Alexandra and Kofiwaba and CDC. Let us study things that will empower our people and assist the country moving forward. So give our people free education, fund the higher education, cut funding on certain things that uh, are, are no longer assisting us moving forward. Mm. Like, I was saying that, yes, probably our people need uh, uh, houses, but if we were to choose, we would say, if you give me free education, the day I graduate, I'll be able to put food on the table, support my grandmother, and support my, 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 my family. But if you give us a house, the house that we can't even be able to maintain in terms of electricity and water and to put food on the table, we are not even able to go to school. Then you are creating a, a citizen okay. that relies on hands to mouth.
1: Right. Nkaboy,
2: that point government and right. Everything.
1: Nkaboy, you've you've made that point. I still want to emphasize what I said when we started this discussion. Let's talk numbers. Let's talk about what contributions um student leaders have made to the discussion of what a model that funds free education actually looks like. So you've given me one um, and then you, you've talked about cutting government expenditure. But what you have an SMS that says, dear lady, government does not have money. It collects money from taxpayers and distributes it in social programs. Free education means that poor and unemployed people must pay for the education of the rich. So let's talk about structures and, and what it is you're su- that you're suggesting. So I, I wonder how much, inf- how much um, communication you've actually had with the commission, in fact, instead.
2: When, well, uh, I, I, look, there are structures which sit in those commissions. Like, uh, structures like South, which represent all SRC. And I want to believe that all the other political structures, like your SASCO, YCL, ANCU TRIC, and EFF, uh, Student Command, they also sit in those commissions. Now, but the argument is that we can then rely on the, Recognized as the statutory bodies, which sit on those commissions, the ground must be must be fertile as well, so that because something that can be worn uh, in, in the in the ground can be sold in the boardroom. So the real baggy won't be worn in the boardroom; it will be worn by the students on the streets so that even those who go to negotiate, they know that if ever they come back without free education, there will be an unrest in those institutions, because the time is now. <laughs> There's no other time where South Africa can actually talk of free education. It oh, is yeah. now. All right. Well, and, 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 and there are a lot of things that go with free education, because – because it's not just that you give people free education and then where government is going to get money. Take the land. Government must take the land so that it can generate money. Nationalize the mines. There's a quite a number of things that goes with free education. Those are, we can't those just those choose are one big aspect. Ideas. Now we're talking
1: overhauling everything we have in place and starting is from scratch. It's man
2: the status quo. We can't run away from that thing. We've been sold dreams for a long time. That's why we are finding ourselves in this crisis where we don't even have an idea how we are going to implement free education. It's because the system that we inherited is not, it was not meant for, for, for free education and to cater the black masses. Dismantle it. Give our people land. Nationalize the mines. Start with coal mining so that you can, you, government can be able to, to fund itself, to fund ESCOM, to supply ESCOM. Okay. That's where we should begin. All right not just something which we will look at for education and isolate it from the from the cause. Nationalise the mind. Okay. Give our people the land. Listen, so that me, we Debra, can I need to take
1: ourselves. a few calls that Patrick the problem you, now government Debra, hold is I'm our giving you a chance to speak. speak. You, you need ourselves. to give me an opportunity to come in here as well and allow for other voices. Patrick and Ben are on the line and they've been quite patient and I have to do a cricket crossing when we come back, we'll, we'll continue. I'll give you a chance to continue, but I need to hear from Kamukhello and our callers as well. Um, where there are South Africans, good times, great food, and Sunfoil, this live cricket crossing um, is between South Africa and New Zealand, is brought, proudly brought to you by Sunfoil. Now we're cooking lady Muleo on SAFM. Thanks for the update, Michael. We'll continue with our discussion asking whether free education is achievable with Mkabo Lamini and Kamkhelo Mangena. Patrick is on the line from Bloemfontein. Patrick, good afternoon.
0: Thank you very much, Naledi, for taking my call. Mm. And a good afternoon to our listeners and everybody there. Sure. Naledi, very quickly, it is achievable. Look, uh, what the students complain about, they outsource it. If you go to municipality they've got uh, sub- many subcontractors, unnecessary uh, subcontractors that I can mention. If I mention, for instance, a uh, free state, you have a uh, central bank which is supplying electricity, but they've got uh, another contractor just underneath them, which is doing the same thing that they're doing. But that money can be channeled to the, to, the, to, the, to the institution very quickly, and that is what the students complain about, let alone where they have purchased very expensive machinery tools pick up the, the rubbish, yet they've got the waste, yet they've got the um, um, sort or tracks that you'll find them putting up the, the, the same thing that the, the military are capable of doing. Hmm. The other thing is, uh, if you go to various departments of government, I think the quickest model that you can use is... I call it very quickly. They have companies that they're us. If they need transport, municipalities need transport. I'm not talking about the police, the army and the correctional uh, guys. I'm talking about the uh, municipalities. What are they doing to compete? They need to compete. They said those tax operators must sell those old robot that they didn't own anything and buy a new one. They bought a new one. If they need a transport, they let them go to the- those guys that get a transport. But that money can be channeled to the, to the higher ed- education very quickly. Those are some of the things that they can do. Now, the other thing that the-, the students are worried about or everyone is talking about mm. is unemployment. The corporate institutions out there is misusing the leadership and internship programme. Get rid of the mentorship programme program where young people are employed permanently but they are put under serious programme where they learn from the competent and experienced and competent and experienced person, not mm-hmm. the person who has been appointed because they've been on a position for some years. Mm-hmm. That is that is what is these are people just have to think beyond what they are looking in front of them now.
1: Okay, yeah. Patrick, thanks for Thank that. You very much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much for contributing. Ben is in the Eastern Cape. Ben, good evening. Good, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon, my sister. Um, I believe that it is ideal, and, and that's one thing that we've got to take away from what is being said, that it is the ideal that to invest in our youth with um, education mm. is actually to the country's advantage, yes. Mm. But Something that we need from this board is to say, where, how, give us figures. That's one thing that, and then we'll back them all the way. Show us how. Don't leave it to government, because as it stands, government is struggling to pay teachers, government struggling to pay doctors, government mm. struggling, government struggling. Mm. So how is it, how are we able to do this? They must just apply the alliance, not make statements. You know, it's, uh, this thing of free education is like a catchphrase. Show us how, and we'll back you all the way.
1: I'm glad
4: that it's something that, yes, it's something we can do. I believe it is feasible because there's a lot of waste that does Mm. this place. But with stricter policy, we can do it because in 20 years' time, we've got a more educated um, people, a more educated youth that is ready to take on the country. I would say look at the areas where we are lacking uh, skills. Develop the engineers. Develop um, the areas that are struggling. Definitely. That's, I mean, one thing we know is that the IT market is highly saturated. Why have people still studying those kind of courses? Get right. them back into the journeyship the, the and, and, and artisan <laughs> programs. We're struggling to get artisans, but in, instead, we're importing artisans from places like Philippines, etc. So look at ways, and then I would look at rather let the person pay for their first year. And provided they get a 60% aggregate, you reimburse them so that they have the funds to pay for the next year. Mm. Don't be entirely free. What has happened with us, we've given free houses, we neglect it. We've given anything free, we neglect. So there must be something where we are fully uh, attached. Incentivizing performance.
1: Yeah, incentivizing performance. Ben, thank you for that. Listen, and and Ben makes a point. He says, answer the question how. This is for both Kamakhalo and Mkabo. But Kamakhalo, I'm going to come to you now. Um, Ben says, answer the question how we do that. And we've attempted to do that in our discussion today. Mkabo, however, says the time is now. There is no time to wait for that announcement by the minister um, that has been postponed for further consultations. There is no time for the commission to release its recommendations. And I'm guessing we're going to hear that you know. Mid 2017, in fact June 2017, according to what Ahmed Bawa said to us last mm-hmm. week, um, this this lack of patience from students and this this emphatic point that is made that we will take to the streets if we don't have free education coming out of these consultations, is that going to hurt the the mission here, Kamuhalo?
3: Definitely, it will. I think um, students' anger is actually misdirected because universities themselves can, are not able to fund themselves. They have to depend on the government. So their anger should actually be to some extent, be directed at the government because it has failed to articulate itself on providing and incentivizing education. Like I said earlier on, we do not get our priorities right. What we should be doing is to invest in research and innovation. South Africa's Academia is very low. We do not have young graduates who are researchers who are yearning to go into research. We should develop that. We should also ensure, and there is no such thing as free education because someone else has to pay for it. So, and already the government is taxing many people, and the private sector is also doing its bit. Yeah? So, what we should be doing is, like I said, to set our priorities right. We also need to fix our education system, our basic education system, because, one, it does not prepare mm. young people for their university life. Mm. You find that a, a very um, academically detailed student who gets seven distinctions actually fails uh, decently at school. So what is that? That is saying that, Our education system is so messed up that it has not actually prepared young people for the university life. We are not investing in research and innovation. We are so focused on um, investing in things that are not beneficial to the community. And earlier on, my colleague there said that um, uh, people are already getting funded. Uh, Yeah, they are academically performing, yes, that's true. But are we doing enough to ensure that there is an investment of the skills in the country? the last caller earlier on talked on investing in artism, in investing in yes. engineering. Those, mm. those are some of, of the things that South Africa needs to develop and by also developing coherent policies that are able to achieve today's challenges that are demanded by the market. All right. So I think we uh, need to have our clear objectives on, on how we are going to do that. And the only way we can do that is to invest a lot in higher education. No country in the world has ever achieved a good, sound economy without investing in young people and the education.
1: Okay, yeah, Kamal, I'm going to let you go because we are we're out of time. But I mean, what we should do when we come back from this break is talk about what the students are planning to do now. Are you mobilising nationally or just in your various institutions? What What's to come next after this? Lady Muloyo on SAFM. Yes, you're on in tune here on SAFM and I'm still speaking to Mkaba I mean, What's next? I have an SMS here that I want to read out for you as soon as I can find it, um, for you to respond to because this asks the question, what next? What is the aim of taking to the streets? Um, hi, Na Lady. What will be achieved by students taking to the streets? Will it somehow miraculously create funding for higher education? Um, what, what's next for you? Mkabos?
2: Thank you. Well, uh, let me let me just say this very quickly. Uh, my sister, I can't come to national radio and, and, and be diplomatic and speak as if I am 60 years and take the side of, uh, of, of university management and white monopoly capital, which has been controlling the institutions of higher learning since time immemorial. Now, young people, the role of young people is to demand their future and is to demand access to education, not to be, to be diplomatic, and to be reasonable. And for, for, for someone to say, why are young people impatient? Young people have been patient for a long time. The issue of free education is not new in South Africa. It started during 1994 to 1996, it's been an issue that started in 1976 to be precise. So we can't then say we are impatient, we've been patient, so we are saying now it's now or never. And the reason why young people should go to the streets is because the issue, the debate of, of, of free education is a political one. It's not an academic one because there is a lack of political will from those who are in power to implement free education. They are being controlled by white monopoly capital to ensure that black bodies don't have, don't graduate in numbers. We don't have enough black people having qualification. They are reducing the number of black bodies to ensure that a uh, 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 white privilege continues. Let us not run away from those things, and then let us also look at how universities came about, and what was the purpose of universities. Universities came about to maintain oppression and segregation and to maintain white privilege.
1: Okay, yeah, well, we what now? Let's talk about what now, because I'm running out of time. I need to know what's okay. next. Are you waiting for the announcement to come from the minister before you decide what students will do next?
2: Let me tell you, students are mobilized. Poverty mobilized our peoples. The people who are fighting and making noises, those ones who have been deprived the opportunity of education in South Africa, they are mobilized. Whatever decision that the minister takes, students are ready. They are just waiting for him to make that mistake, and uh, this country will come to a standstill because... South Africa will implement free education in 2017 or 2016. There is no other time. If they increase fees, then they will implement free education this year. If they increase fees next year, they will implement, the day they increase fees, that will be the time of implementation of free education.
1: Mm. All right, and, well, I suppose this will be a discussion. We'll have some more in the future then.
2: Thank you very much, yeah. uh, my sister.
1: Thank you so much. Mkabur Tamini, former Wits University SRC president. Um, a few tweets have come in. One that says, free education is possible. Invest in the youth. That's from King uh, Morga, it says. And then there's one that says, um, my wife and her sister both had to study to get loans to, uh, to st- and to pay back after studying. Um, and then another one that says, uh, problem is, what will happen if that doesn't work? Okay, I don't, I'm not sure what that's speaking to, but um, we also got a lot of SMSs on this discussion when it says, I don't have a problem funding academically deserving students, those who do get to graduate, if only 20% of students are.